in episode 123. And I was actually wearing uh, leggings and a t-shirt. And my wife is like, are you sure that is ready? And he's like, yeah, he's dressed. So I kind of just like inside me, I was like, yes, my little man, yes. He made a couple comments during one of the services as far as you cannot consider yourself a Christian if you support Joe Biden. So I was like, whoa, buddy. Wow. Hold on a second. You cannot be speaking like that to the point where I was actually contemplating suicide because I felt like I couldn't be authentic to myself. Hmm. Uh, I I keep having these thoughts because I will drive, I drive to work one hour and I keep having these thoughts of how can I make it look like an accident, you know? Now that's a preview of what to expect in my curious conversation with Bella, a 38-year-old cross-dresser currently living in the Midwest. Bella has an incredible story, and if you want to hear more, well, stay tuned. We've got more Bella here on the Cross Yas podcast in another installment of Curious Conversations with me, your girl, Giselle Mirasol. So, shall we get started? Yas! Yas, yas, yas. Yas, 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 yas. Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Mirasol. Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas. Yas, yas, yas. Welcome to the Cross Yas Podcast, the podcast that still says yas to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. My name is Giselle Mirasol. I consider myself transgender in the vast transgender umbrella, even as a cross-dresser, because, well, I cross-dress. And I will be your host and guide into the wild and wonderful world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and, well, gender. Help support the podcast by going to our website, crossyaspodcast.com, and, well, click on our Patreon links to get bonus stuff to see how you can support us. You can chat with me, Sierra, Megan, Ty, Maddie, Lily, and the other wonderful Cross Yask contributors and listeners on our Cross Yask confidential Discord, which is also available on our website for, well, yeah, even more support. And finally, if you enjoyed Bella's story and have your own personal story that's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender-related, but you're like, I don't know, super concerned because you're probably thinking to yourself, huh, does anyone really want to hear my story? Well, duh. You know me and you should know the answer by now. The answer is obviously allowed. Frickin' Yes! Hit me up, Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com, DM me on Instagram at CrossYasPodcast, or chat me up on Discord, Rochi underscore Mochi pound 7325. Really can't wait to hear from you. Happy end of June, lovely Cross Yas listener, and June was a crazy one, wasn't it? Started off this month hanging out with my Cross Yas production team girls, Sierra, Megan, Ty, and Lily, and, well, we've launched our YouTube page as well, which, uh, well, you can find on our website where we've launched some audio interviews with some video components coming soon. And this month has been crazy. We've released over 10 episodes of this month, including this one here on the podcast. So if you're enjoying them, again, send me some feedback. Let me know. Email Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com or hit me up on Discord, you know, our CrossYas Confidential, which you can also find on our website as well. Also, and I'm telling you, seriously, Check out our Patreon, because if you haven't, you're missing out on a lot. As like a, I don't know, as a Patreon patron, because, I mean, this month we released better bonus episodes with uh, three bonus episodes, with one being a three-way with me, Megan, and Maddie. Well, yeah, we talk about our anal experiences and a whole lot more. Uh, Here's a clip you can only get by joining our Patreon. And what's the point? Uh, I I tried using it once. I was like, I can't, but like I spent like 20 minutes. I was like, I, this is like half an inch in maybe maybe not important but what color is it um 
Caucasian. Okay. Good to know. Dark Caucasian. Hold on. Did you just say Caucasian as a color? Sorry. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. It's, Let's BLM this right now. It's, hold on. It's, hold on. It's, Maddie, did you just BLM? Did you just, you just Caucasian jerkbot? It's, it's, it's flesh you colored. You your dildo. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, they come racified. Do you want Do you want the vanilla one or the like the... Mocha like one that. or the or the chocolate one, right? So there's Eastern European descent of your dildo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Am I crazy? Are dildos not sold like in, in, in roughly racial uh, hues? You know, twenty three and me, your dildo, and say like, <laughs> did you have your dildo spit in a little tube and send it up and wait for a, four months? Where are we going? This, this is great. Oh, I'm having such a good time. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to hear how that turned out, you're just going to have to be a Patreon patron uh, at the second or third tier. But uh, there's a lot on there. So join it. CrossYasPodcast.com. It's on the website. There's stuff for you there to enjoy. But as for this episode, Bella, a crossdresser from the Midwest, has her own crazy story. And well, she shares it with me on this episode for my Curious Convo here on the podcast. And boy... Once she told me she was a pastor, well, all hell broke loose. You'll see. It's episode 123, and it's uh, possibly my last episode this month. We'll see. But it's the end of Pride, but it's not the end of the Cross Yas podcast. But see, I keep blabbering on, so I'll shut up. Here's my Curious Convo with Bella. Enjoy. Welcome, Bella, to the Cross Yas podcast. How are you today, girl? I'm doing good, thanks. Yes, yes. Uh, well, what brings you to the podcast, Bella? I'm just uh, ready to share my story. I think it's time to open up a little bit more and start, you know, being more free. So that's that's the reason why I'm here. I got to kick that door wide open. Yay, that's great. That's good. That's good. Uh, well, do you want to start with your our origin story, what, are you a cross-dresser, or uh, how did you come to terms with that, or how do you identify all of that jazz? Well, for the longest time, I identify as cross-dresser. Just recently, a week or two, I started thinking, I think I'm just gender fluid. So, as of right now, I'm thinking gender fluid. So, how did you figure that out for yourself, Bella? Um, my wife asked me, actually, a couple of weeks ago. She was like, so how do you identify us? I'm like, I'm a male. And she's like, well, like, as far as your cross-dressing. I'm like, I don't know, actually. I mean, I guess you can, I think I can consider myself gender fluid. And she's like, okay, okay. You know, just trying to figure out what's up. And I said, yeah, I think I'm, I'm gender fluid. I like, I don't necessarily have to be cross-dress, like fully dress up to feel good about it. It's just like different things here and there. So like I think I mentioned it before, you know, I like to, I wear skinny jeans out in public all the time because that's just what I enjoy. I don't mind, I don't mind um, wearing feminine things, you know, that they're like not so, it puts me out there yet, you know, but um, I I don't know. I mean, I, I can see different things that I like. So that's the reason why I came up with that. Ah, maybe I'm just gender fluid. I'm still trying to discover that more, of course. 
Mm. And and this you said was a recent thing. It wasn't like you haven't known for your whole life. Have, were you are you considered a late bloomer? Would you say? Oh no no no! I, I I've been cross dressing since I was like five years old. So I've been I've been cross dressing forever. I'm 37 right now. So it's uh, I've been doing it for over 30 years. Yay! That's great. That's great. Um, and you say you're married to your wife, and she did she recently find out? Is that what she said? No, no. Um, actually, she found out. I've been married for 17 years, and she found out probably two years into her marriage. But uh, she actually just kind of blocked it out. If that makes any sense. Uh, she seen me dress up one time and she was like, whoa, what's going on, you know? And we kind of play around with it, have fun, and it's just kind of got put away. And then uh, later on, after we were moving to a different place, you know, I still have my box of stuff. And she's like, what's all this kind of thing? Like, she'd completely block it out. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know I do this. She's like, I don't remember now. I'm like, dude, are you joking with me, you know? And she was like, no, I'm serious. I don't remember now. I'm like, you don't remember doing this? No. So I think that's one of them kind of mysteries of the mind where they black something, I don't know if it's trauma or whatever, but she completely black it out. So mm-hmm. she knows, she knows five, two years or since like 2005, maybe she knows. And then she just found out about it again, probably eight, nine years ago. And that's when I just been going more open in the house about it kind of thing. And do you, do you have kids, Bella? I do. I have four boys. And do they know about Bella at all? Um, they know that dad likes to wear really clothes sometimes, like as in, like I say, skinny jeans. I wear leggings all the time at home. I'll come downstairs sometimes on female workout shirts, and they just kind of see it as whatever. But they don't know as far as, like, I'm not really out-out as far as being I'm public, completely dressed up. Yeah, I mean, I've been a few a few times, but not with them around. Huh. And is it you haven't explained to them that you lo- do more than that? They just make the assumption that oh, dad just dresses with girl clothes. That's all. Yeah, that's that's basically it. They don't. We don't really. They don't really see it different. You know, it's, it's just clothes, <laughs> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just close. A couple of weeks ago, like I said, I don't. I was talking on the Discord about how, or it was this week. I don't know. My five-year-old. We were getting ready to go to the store, and my five-year-old told my wife, "Well, get ready because I'm ready and Daddy's ready." And I was actually wearing uh, leggings and a t-shirt. And my wife is like, "Are you sure Daddy's ready?" And he's like, "Yeah, he's dressed." So I kind of just like inside me, I was like, yes, my little man, yes. So I told the wife, I said, see, there's just regular clothes. That's all it is. That's all people see, you know. Kids with a clean mind, they don't really make anything of it. It's just clothes. And you only dress up in the home, Bella? Uh, I do. Most of the time, yes, it's only at home. Uh, That was one of the requests of my wife. I have been out on road trips. Uh, fully dress up so but 
that's not with the white involved yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want to be more open and public about Bella, or do you for, or are you like upset that you can only do it at home or in private with you know? Oh well, the wife knows I want to be more open about it. It would be great to just you know whatever I feel like wearing that day, I'll put on. And it doesn't matter if it's a pair of jeans, if it's a skirt or whatever. And I had already brought that up to her. It's just a matter of getting her more on with it. She's still too worried about what people will think or say. And is it because I'm 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 guessing that you're of and this is the assumption that you're Hispanic, Bella? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. And where where do you live exactly, Bella? I live in the Midwest. So that's another thing. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that might have a problem. So what are your experiences of the Midwest being a cross-dresser? They were actually great. I actually been, uh, I do a lot of, well, used to do a lot of -of out-of-state work uh, with the company that I'm with right now. I subcontract for, uh, I do a lot of flooring and construction and things like that. So there for a little bit, I was going out-of-state for three weeks at a time and you know, being out there, I'm, I'm always being very open about going to the store, even if I'm on guy mode and just go and buy whatever I feel like buying. I don't care if it's a nice hat pin dress or high heels and I'll try them on at the store and I don't care. It's just when, uh, when I'm with the wife, I have to be more cautious and make sure that I don't make her feel uncomfortable. Is your, so is your they, wife Hispanic too? No, no, no. She's, she's white. Okay. And I, I would assume, is there like a culture clash as well, being Hispanic and her being white with regards to your cross-dressing? Does that have a, does that play a role at all? No, not at all, actually. Uh, it's more like a religious clash. I um, actually, believe it or not, I used to be a pastor. <laughs> so, Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh I've been uh, I've been on the pastoral staff for quite a while uh, since 2008, I believe that's when I got a minister's license, and I've been uh, preaching the word and all of that, and all of this has been in the background of it. So that is her main concern. Uh, she's just 99% of her friends are, you know, religious people kind of thing. And being from the Midwest, that's not really hard to find. You know what I mean? Because it's more, it's not as liberal as the West Coast or, you know, New York areas, nothing like that. So that's that's the hurdle right there that we got to get through. Interesting. You know, I have so many questions now because you're throwing religion I'm, in here. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> so let me ask, what religion were you or are you still a part of? Uh, Pentecostal. Okay. Pentecostal. And the funny thing is, uh, when I first met my wife, it was also a Pentecostal church, but it was one of them very, very traditional church where uh, females are not allowed to wear jeans or pants, you know, nothing that pertains to a man kind of thing. I'm, I'm sure you've heard that scripture plenty of times. Which one? So, Which one? Uh, Deuteronomy 22.5 where it says a woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man and a, and a man shall not wear anything that pertains to a woman. So the way she was raised is uh, she was not allowed to wear jeans, even leggings she wasn't allowed to wear. 
and she had to wear skirts all the time. So that's the funny part, those ones we got married and we went through a few years. We ended up doing more research about it and we came up with, she felt comfortable enough where she could start wearing jeans. So she was, she didn't start wearing jeans until my, my son was six years old. So nine years into our marriage, that's when she started wearing wow. jeans more. Yeah. Wow. So she had to go through her own self-discovery too. So I think it's kind of the things like why I understand her point of view. And I think she kind of understand my point of view. <laughs> so, I mean, but, that's pretty big and drastic. The irony is that she can't wear any like, you know, jeans and what, and whatnot. And you want to wear those jeans. <laughs> well, and she does now. I mean, like I say, she, uh, she came, we, we did some research and we, you know, just kind of got the books out and see what does the Bible really says about this. And, you know, it's like, hey, babe, you go ahead and wear jeans if you want. You go ahead and dress however you feel like dressing. You know, that's what I told her. So she started wearing jeans and it's like, well, this is, you know, liberating. This is freedom kind of thing. And after being raised like that, it's just, it was great for her. And I supported her through all of it. It's like, hey, wear whatever you want, you know. And, but at the same time, that was, that must have been one of the times where I was away from dressing up. So I wasn't really into it at the time or I put it away kind of thing. So it's like, hey, let's focus on you kind of thing. And so she dresses up, you know, wears jeans, wears whatever she wants now. You know, back in the day when she was going to this church, it was, you can't wear anything that shows your cleavage or nothing like that. So. True, it was, uh, was kind of interesting. <laughs> so, I mean, aside from that, how was the, because you knew you were a cross-dresser from the age of five, and yet you still became a pastor, probably, how old were you when you became a pastor, Bella? That was in 2008, so 25. And then you practiced as a pastor for how long, or are you still practicing? Uh, well, I'm still in the pastoral staff. Uh, we just kind of stopped going to church right when COVID hit because there was some uh, disagreements with the head pastor of the church. As far as uh, he made a couple comments during one of the services, as far as you cannot consider yourself a Christian if you support Joe Biden. So I was like, whoa, buddy. Wow. Hold on a second. You cannot be speaking like that from the puppet. And he didn't think there was anything wrong with it. And he did it again a couple of weeks later. So I went and I spoke with him and I told him, I said, listen, I cannot be part of this. I believe in your freedom to vote for whoever you want. And church will not be getting involved in politics. And I say, I'm stepping down from this. Uh, I cannot be part of it. And his answer was, well, are you still planning on coming here? I said, for now. And then two weeks later, that's when COVID canceled everything in the Midwest. So they reopened up again and we just haven't been back because I don't, I don't want to backtrack from the freedom that I got since I left. So, so I have to ask then, as a cross-dresser for you know, obviously 30, over 30 something years and you being a pastor 
in, you know, for about what, 13, 12, 13 years. Um, yes. You're cross-dressing. You know, we have a lot of religious people who listen to the podcast, potentially, you know, religious people who, you know, when I, when I first heard that Deuteronomy thing that was in that thing and then had to start a whole podcast about it, about being like, Hey, let's, let's read, you know, with, with the struggling idea of like, well, if I have struggles with God and I'm a cross-dresser, I may feel different and I may feel weird. And if I look at the Bible, if say I'm religious and I look at the Bible as the word of God and the word of whatnot, um, not that I'm super religious, but I do like, like thinking about those things and for those potential, you know, how, how does this make me look in the eyes of God or in the rest of the world? Uh, if a person is a biblical reader or religious and goes to the book um, and you, who is a pastor, who is a cross-dresser, who does dress as women's clothes, is there a disconnect for you to look at the eyes of God and see yourself, you know, as like, if you, if you, you know, if you believe the word of God is the, you know, in the Bible, like how do you deal with that? And how, how would a potential listener who is religious kind of deal with that? Uh, well, first of all, I don't think that God looks at you different depending on what clothes you're wearing. I mean, anybody that tells you that and you actually put in a right, you're saying religious people. There's a difference between a religious people and a Christ follower. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, a Christ follower is somebody that is going to do what Christ did. Or one is going to try to mimic what Christ did. So, Jesus Christ, if you read the Bible and if you are knowledgeable of the Bible, it says he loved everybody. He would go and hang out with the people that was drinking. He would go and hang out with, it didn't matter who, he would go and hang out with them. There's a problem with what I call American Christianity. Because American Christianity has pushed itself so far away from the true religion that that's why we, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to put it on the right words. Uh, American Christianity has pulled itself away from true religion because we feel like we are better and don't want to mimic what Christ. We only grab little scriptures here and there to make it fit to our life instead of making our life fit to what the Bible really says. Uh, so I don't feel any disconnect when I'm doing that. I, I believe God loves me. I believe God gave his life for me to enjoy my life and to live my life, not to, be a, to have a life of suffering. So anybody that stops doing what they love because the Bible or the religion tells them to, it's not really doing what Christ wanted us to do. You know, he gave his life so that we have an abundant life, not so that we have a, just a little bit of happiness in your life. You know what I mean? So I don't believe, I don't believe that I feel like a disconnect from God. I think I can worship God the same way because you're supposed to worship God every day, not just on Sunday mornings. So every day that you live your life to the best, you're actually worshiping God. Does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, so, you know, you are American <laughs> and you live in America. 
and American Christianity values. I mean, clearly with that one pastor who said, well, if you if you believe in Joe Biden, get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know, there's nowhere in the Bible does it talk about Democrats versus Republicans. So it's exactly. kind of crazy that like a pastor would even say that to you. So it's like, and he didn't feel bad about it. I mean, he said it from the pocket to everybody, and I was like, "Whoa, buddy, we have a lot of Democrats in here." Well, not anymore, <laughs> but they did. They did. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it's just the way people think. You know, it's people people makes it about themselves instead of making it about God. So that's that's the problem that I see with it, and that's one of the reasons why I. As of right now, I don't feel comfortable going back and putting myself in chains again when I've been free from it. You know, it's, so I'm still in the process of trying to figure out what I want to do as far as that goes. I don't believe, I didn't stop believing in God just because I stopped going to church, you know. It's, it's, it's more of a relationship that you have when you believe on something, you know. It's, it's a relationship. It's not just being there on a Sunday. You know, one of the things that I will always tell people is coming and sitting on a pew makes you as much of a car as you going and sitting in your garage. You know, sitting sitting at if you come and sit at the church, it doesn't make you a Christian. You're just attending something. Just like you go and sit in your garage, it's not gonna make you a car. You're just there. So American Christianity, brother, there's a lot of problems with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, can, I totally hear that and, and hear it in your voice. And is it because you're not going to church um, and not, you know, I mean, even us, Chris and I, we're Catholic and it's hard going to church, especially with COVID. I mean, open things are opening up, but we've had there have been like 10 or 15 deaths with people who not have gone to church, but like we've known who were older and then died at church. And we're like, well, we don't want to risk death, <laughs> you know, so there's that fear and uh, it's harder to be, I think, especially during COVID, to be a religious person, right? Um, yes. It, it's one of the hardest things the past year and a, almost year and a half just been, uh, especially we were relig- we were constantly going like week- on a weekly basis, and now it's just been harder to be uh, that. So I, I'm sure you've had that <laughs> experience, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, no, like I say, I'm actually enjoying it. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm enjoying not being there because every Sunday... I would go there, it felt like I was getting my life taken away instead of giving me more. So it's just a lot of times it's just, it's not that you're not really become, you don't want, you don't, uh, it's not that you're not the kind of person that can become a Christian. It's just that you haven't found the right place for you. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're telling us. But. It, it, with with more cross-dressing, though, with, even when you were going to, like, is there a pastoral school or whatnot, and you knew about the cross-dressing, did you just always put that in the back of your mind and, like, think that, oh, well, God loves me anyways, and I'm still going to preach? Like, you, you, I don't think you're a person who would preach anti-LGBTQ. You wouldn't be a hypocrite, right? You're not that kind of pastor. That, that is correct. And that's why I will have a lot of people comment, because I will always preach, you got to love everybody. I mean, it's simple as that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta love your gay, your gay brother. You gotta love your lesbian sister. You gotta love your black brother. You gotta love your Hispanic brother. Your Filipino brother. You gotta, you gotta love everybody. Whether you agree with the way they live their life or not, 
You gotta love everybody. You know, the Bible says that's you gotta love everybody. So it's uh no, I I, I never preach against gay people, I never preach um, I will always be very controversial. Uh, with my Facebook posts all the time, you know, I have, uh, I will post things of, uh, like I seen a kid one time on Facebook, a video on Facebook where people were bullying him because he put, uh, he painted his nails. He liked to paint his nails. So I posted something about it. People from my church was like, well, you know, this is wrong. I said, no, this is toxic masculinity. Well, no, it's not, you know, I, and then we got into a big debate about it. I was like, you know what? And this is this is another pastor from the same church that we got into a big debate. I was like, you know what? Let's let's move it off Facebook. You want to have a talk with me? We can have an actual face-to-face -face conversation and we can educate each other, you know? And, uh, but no, I never preach anything. I don't, I don't believe that they should, anything should be preached against uh, LGBTQ or nothing. I mean, it's just... Like I said earlier, Jesus Christ, he hang out with the sinners. And what is a sinner? Everybody, is, everybody can be considered a sinner. If you eat a lot and you read the Bible, it says glutamine is a sin. So how does being glutamine okay, an okay sin and being gay according to your beliefs, I'm talking about the Christian people, is a worse sin than eating a lot of food. You know, sin is sin. And if you're gonna categorize being gay or being a cross-dresser as sin, then go ahead and start criticizing the people that eat a lot of food. Go ahead and start criticizing the people that watches a lot of TV. Because believe it or not, there's actually some religions that tell you that watching TV is a sin. So we 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 turn back around and go back to the problem with American Christianity. They make descriptions fit whatever their lifestyle is instead of adjusting their lifestyle to what the Bible actually says. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you, the fact that you told me you're a pastor, I was like, oh my God, yes, because my favorite people are pastors because they love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, they're the ones who, who want to preach, right? You are, you're, your yeah. single role in life after becoming a pastor is preaching the word of God, right? And preaching these, like, hopefully great values. And I think the 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 preachers or the pastors who do preach the kind of anti-LGBTQ hate are the kind of pastors that, like, you know, are the ones that are shown on TV, I guess. Maybe not on TV, not the ones that are publicized, but it's, like, the pastors like yourself who are in the are in the LGBTQ spectrum, right, in that scatter plot and are trying to promote I believe, and I think you believe, good values of the Word of God. That, you know, if you're not religious, you just think, oh, well, you know, there's no such thing as a God. And it's like, okay, that's fine. You can think that way. But, like, if you are religious and you're looking for answers and you hear podcasts or, you know, that Deuteronomy 22, uh, that verse, and you just think, like, well, I'm going to interpret it this way. And another person interprets it the other way. But a pastor is telling you, no, this is how you're supposed to think. And you're like, well, am I? <laughs> you're like, Really? So, I don't know. Well, you know, go, and going back to that scripture where it says that a, a woman should not, a man should not wear anything that pertains to a woman. If you actually go back and do go do some research into it, that that was uh, written down when the in time of war, and the man was the one that will go to war. So 
uh, the men had to dress up to war, to go to war, to go fight for your people. The woman was meant to stay at home. At that time, there were some females that they wanted to go and get involved with the fighting. So they will dress up in the armor and they will go to fight. And then that's when they were like, whoa, you can't be doing that. You're a female. You can't be fighting for us. So that description is actually related to that section in time where women wanted to be warriors and they will dress up to go to war. And the Bible didn't, the, you know, the people in leadership didn't see it right. So that's why that's where the description came from where it says a woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man, just like a man shall not wear anything that pertains to a woman. So basically, if there were some people that didn't want to go to work, some men, they would just dress up as females so that they didn't have to go to work. Have you ever heard that about that? Mm-mm, mm-mm. If you, you know, Google is always your friend. <laughs> There's a lot of research about that. that. That was the reason why that scripture came down, because the men didn't want to go fight. So they would dress up as females to hide. Mm. Because all of this back and forth as far as uh, who dresses what or who has sex with what, all of this didn't become anything out in the open until the 1900s. You know, that's, uh, there wasn't even a, uh, a definition for homosexuality until like 1928, 1930. So it's just society is the one that's, according to times, times are always changing. So society came up with a word for homosexuality. But back in the Roman Empire, homosexuality was perfectly fine. There's no nothing. There's not really a lot in the Bible that says that homosexuality wasn't uh, was a bad thing, right? You know, right. So it's 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 just religion is making it a bad thing. Mm -hmm. God is mm -hmm. not. The interpretation that men is putting to the Bible is making it a bad thing. Yeah, and it, and it's hard if you are religious and you're looking for answers, and there's so many different interpretations of it. It's kind of like we we should just interpret it the way that I mean we ask other people for interpretations. That why that's why we go to church and that's why we go to you know other people and say, hey, what do you think about this? And we can't have civil discussions. I mean, I still think yeah, there's no such thing as anti LGBTQ <laughs> you know writings in the Bible. <laughs> it's just this is how it's interpreted. And if you read about or like how you understand it at the time this was written, this is what it was about. It doesn't necessarily apply today, but that's how it should be. I don't know. It's so weird. Well, that's just it. A lot of the things that are in the Bible definitely do not apply for today's life. And, and that's just uh, you got to take into consideration on which time those verses came down. You know, when, when were those verses written down? Then go and look in the time, a time frame of what was going on in that time so that you can get your definition of why the Bible says that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, even uh, we as people that go to church, uh, we know that the book of Acts was never finished. So we are today living in the book of Acts. So who is to tell us that a thousand years from now, 
there's not going to be two or three more chapters on the book of Acts that explains what's going on today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> you'll have your own chapter, Bella. In. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, you know, I think I believe every single one of us has our own chapter, though. We are all making our life, and like I say, whether you believe in Christ or not, you just make your life and follow it. Yes, know. yes. I love, I mean, I love having pastors on here. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's like, oh, you didn't go to church today? Well, here's an episode of the Cross Yes Podcast with Bella, the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it's so nice to have someone. I mean, you know, we're not a religious podcast, but you can't argue that religion doesn't play a role, especially in your cross dressing, because you're always going to look for answers. And I think religion is one place that. The majority of the United States looks for answers. And you're right. I think American Christianity, which there's a huge population in the United States what, that believe in religion. And when we look for answers and as a cross-dresser or a trans person, somebody tells you at church, well, you're wrong in the eyes of God. Like, wait, you're like, that's the disconnect. You're like, but I thought God said they loved me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Jesus said they love you. Like, I'm, I'm confused, you know? Exactly. It's confusing. And I'm so glad but i'm still interested in the fact that you are gender fluid and like how is that interpreted in your opinion in the bible is it just you're just a person and you're loved like what are we supposed to do yeah exactly i mean you're you're just a person i mean back in the roman empire you know sex was allowed between a man and a woman and that was okay Sex was also allowed between a man and a younger man, up to 20 year old, and that was okay. Did you know that? I did that not know that. I did not know that. That, was, that wasn't looked bad. Sex was allowed between a man and a slave, and that was perfectly okay. Nobody bad an eye at it. Mm. And once again, you go back and look at what, when the scripture was written, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. All of these things was going on. That's why I always make fun of uh, when uh, American Christi- Christians or religious people post things on Facebook about, oh, you can't marry, um, you can't have two men marrying each other because that's not biblical. There's a picture floating around on Facebook that says biblical marriage. And it's a man and a woman between a man and a slave, a man and 50 women if he wanted to, a man and all the slaves that he owe. Uh, that, that he owned, I'm sorry, a man and the deceased brother's wife, he can marry her. That's biblical. So when people say, oh, that's not biblical, well, actually, there's like 10, 15 different kind of biblical marriages that are on the Bible, and they were okay. So don't come at me with your, a man and a man is not biblical at all. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I'm going to ask you, Bella, of course, and I want I don't know if you want to delve into this. Have you had sexual interactions or sexual explorations with the other sex or with trans people or uh, things outside of the norm of a heterosexual relationship? Well, it's one of them things where I probably should be quiet about it. <laughs> no, yeah, we uh, love it. This is a, this is all you girl, all you, how do you, what do you want to talk? What are your, what you're available or free to talk about? It's up to you. Uh, I'm pretty much an open book. So with my wife, <laughs> No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have. I have tried. Uh, 
I had tried stuff before, yes. Now I didn't see, not really something I'm attracted to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have explored. Um, one time unwillingly explored as far as uh, we were out having a drink and got too drunk and woke up and a dude was down on me. <laughs> He's like, whoa, what's going on? Yes, yes. Were you you were dressed or this was like, when was this? I'm always interested. When, how old were you? Uh, it was just uh, us being, you know, went out for a party, went to a strip club before I got involved with church kind of thing. And uh, like I say, went out with a few friends and we got too wasted and high and it was really late, so I decided to stay, spend the night at this dude's friend that we were drinking with. And like I said, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, whoa, what are you doing, dude? And he's yes. like, just, just be quiet. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I guess. I'll be quiet. Keep going. <laughs> it's no good, so I'm like, keep going. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, as this is like a interesting question, because like we might even have pastors or other religious like beings listening to this. And they're, in my opinion, r- religious people are some of the most repressed and most, you know, sexually repressed people. And when they are able to do that, you know, they they, they go crazy in, in a sense that like, oh, I'm a sinner. I'm a huge sinner. I have, I have messed up in the eyes of God. And, and like you said, we're all sinners. <laughs> like, did you feel wrong at all at the time you did it? Or were you like, yay, <laughs> I'm, I'm me? No, I don't, I don't think I felt wrong about it. I mean, like I said, I wasn't really in, in church at the time. And I, don't, I mean, even if I was in church, I don't think I would feel wrong about it. I mean, I was single, ready to mingle. <laughs> so, uh, no, I didn't feel wrong about it. It's just exploring you know, just things happen, and you know, I actually do remember now that you mentioned that. After he got done, I actually do remember asking him if he could go to his room and get home with some of his sister's clothes so that I can put him on. But it didn't. It didn't happen. But that's funny because things just came back to my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So even then you knew you wanted to cross dress or experience it as Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I do remember that now that you it just one of the things that just comes back to your mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's fun to reminisce, right? Because you're like, Oh yeah, what did I do then? Oh yeah. And you look back on those points in your life and you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> um do you see yourself ever doing it as full time? being like Bella like um, or is it just like no I like being my male self sometimes and when then uh, I don't know actually I mean I love being my male self I got no problem I got no problems with me I mean I'm happy I think uh, like I said before I would like to have the option to just do it whenever I felt like it um, I would like to have the option to get away for a couple of days and just be Bella for the day and be all loud and, you know, that would be nice. So, yeah. but no, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with myself. And is it, is, I mean, obviously this is a question that everybody has, gets asked. Is it a fetish for you? 
being Vela or cross-dressing or like, do you have fetishes dressed up? I think it started as a fetish, uh, but I don't know if it did because I mean, I was like five, six years old when I started. So I don't know how I could have a fetish back then. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, the, um, the taboo of it makes people believe it's a fetish. So when you're five, six years old, how can you think something is a fetish when you don't really understand that? Right, right. So I'm thinking after me growing up and seeing things about people don't look at it the right way, I was like, well, maybe it's a fetish for me. But in reality, I don't think it is. I mean, maybe when you start on your 20s, 30s, you know, maybe that's a, that's possible that it's just a fetish for you. But people that start young, I don't see how it could be a fetish. It's just who you are it's part of your life <laughs> so no i guess to answer your question i'm sorry it's not no it's not <laughs> I, I love it i told you pastors will talk they'll tell you they'll tell me the history of roman empires i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> it's because i think pastors do their research right especially if they read the bible a lot because they have to be able to convey the information or interpret the information that's written in the bible and then be able to say, okay, well, if somebody asked me this question, okay, well, how will I answer it, right? I feel like you and most pastors I know are just are ready to talk. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that can be a benefit sometimes and not so much others. <laughs> so, well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's perfect for a podcast because I think uh, most pod, most, <laughs> basically every pastor every week, every Sunday has a, has a podcast episode, right? <laughs> they just do it live yeah. in front of people. You know, pre-COVID, but they have, it's like, hey, I read a book today. Let me tell you what I read. And then people listen. Yeah, that is true. That is Uh, true. And this is the episode today with you, Bella, who you're basically coming out as a cross-dresser and telling us, so the Bible says this, (laughs) like you're you're giving us your um, explanation about how the Bible interprets it. And I'm glad because there's not a lot of pastors who are cross-dressers who will talk about their experience lived experiences even yeah yeah that you know of right right or is willing to talk about it i know uh let let me tell you something i know my in my wife's family there is uh her family so pastors that's how i became a pastor because you know that involved her family Mm -hmm. but uh she has some family members that they're not out of the closet, but you can tell right away they are. So, and and that's the sad thing about being involved with church because they, they're not allowed to live free. You know, some of these people got married and they have kids now and they're just, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're doing the same thing I, I'm doing. <laughs> they just know what yeah. they just do in private too, I guess. I don't know, but you can tell. We can kind of understand each other in a way you know you're just like yeah i know what you are <laughs> yeah. yeah you look at each other and just wink like yeah okay yeah just like yeah <laughs> i know what you're going through kind of thing and, and so how do you as a pastor if i'm a cross-dresser and i don't know you know what to do with it or you know i'm trans and i'm trans questioning and i'm thinking about transitioning being on hormones like how do you approach a person who comes to you and says like bella i need help what do I do? You approach him with love, first of all, and you let him know that you support him on whatever their journey might be. 
And I'm telling you this because I actually just went through this with my niece. Uh, last year, she came out as a trans and my sister didn't really approve of it. So my sister basically called me asking me for direction and I'm like, whoa, like this is like the wrong subject. I cannot help you with this kind of thing. You know? <laughs> I just told her, I said, listen, you gotta love her. Well, it's not a her, she told me. It's a him. I said, no, she said she's trans. Just you gotta accept her however she wants to be. Oh no, I can't do that. You know the Bible says this and that. I said, no, the Bible doesn't say that. You know, and I tried to throw some research research her way. And she would not accept it. And to the point where she told my niece, you know, it's like when you told when you're telling me this, it's like you're telling me that you have cancer. I'm like, whoa, dude, you can't be doing that. You know, so I, I reached out to my niece and I told her, I said, listen, just want you to know that I love you. Just want you to know that I'm here for you. Whatever you need, I'm here to support you. I just want you to know that not all your family is the way your mother is. And please let me know how I can help you. And that's the way everybody, not just pastors, but everybody should reach out when anybody comes out. Just say, hey, I'm here. Sometimes they just need somebody to listen to. And that's what I explained my my sister. I told her, I said, if you want to have a daughter, or I, I said, would you prefer to have a, another daughter or would you prefer to have a dead son? Mm -hmm. I mean, I said, when people don't find support, you know, they they feel when people feel like they're alone and people don't understand them, that's what they go through. You know, they 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 find ways or they don't find find the strength because when they first come out, they don't have the strength. You know, they need people to help them. Me being a, a pastor or ex-pastor, whatever you want to call it, there's a section of the Bible where Moses had to, when he had to uh, part the sea, and the Bible says that he raised his hands so that the sea will part open so the Israelites can get out of Egypt. What the Bible, what, what a lot of people don't understand is that there was two people holding his arms up. Did you know that? <laughs> There's there was people holding his arms up so that the sea can be parted. It's the same thing mm -hmm. with us. When we are going out and things are happening in our life, we a lot of times need people to support us. We need those people to hold our arms up. Especially when it's something new to them too. It's uh, so I say just reach out with love. Let them know that. You love them and you're there to support them, whatever it is, even if it's just to listen to them. Because that's what most people want sometimes, just listen. Some Somebody that will listen and just accept them for who they are. So, I don't know, you gave me an idea. I might have to start uh, a church with those beliefs. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Where is the collection basket? I would like to donate money to this church. My gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like those are all the words that as a opening or learning cross-dresser, as a young one, maybe even as an older person who doesn't know these feelings, like 
I just need to be heard and be accepted and be told that it's going to be okay. Because that's sometimes all it needs is I need to be told I'm going to be fine. Because if, like you said, and these pastors, like your previous one, who was saying, oh, if you don't believe in Joe Biden, or if you believe in Joe Biden, you're, you're get out of this church. You're like, huh? Well, I have, that's it. I'm, I have news, news for you. I, I'm a cross-dresser. <laughs> like, you know, like you don't even accept Joe Biden. Well, shit, where, did, where does that leave me? <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. It's like this, oh, man, that is, that's such great advice. And is your niece okay now that, you know, she came out to you? Was everything turned out okay with her? Oh, she came out to everybody. I mean, she's out in the open and I love it. I'm, I'm living my life to her. That's, she's the one that gave me courage. She doesn't know what I do, but I'm going to tell her when I, I'm going to go see her on the 25th of June. Yeah. Uh, going, going out for her birthday and uh, I'm going to... I'm going to open up to her and tell her what's going on with my life too. And I kind of already threw, threw hints at her, but she hasn't got it yet. You know, I told her like, yeah, I don't know why your mother doesn't understand this when, you know, my mom went through this too. And so it's like, she didn't ask, <laughs> how come grandma went through this? You know, cause my mom knows. Oh, your mom knows. What was oh, that like? Oh, she loved me. She could say, hey, whatever. I, I got found out when I was, like I say, five, six years old. I would mm-hmm. run up to my sister's room and try on underwear, dresses, whatever it was. And one time I actually got cut up, cut by my older brother and my older sister, and they freaking picked me up and told to my dad, hey, he's wearing such and such underwear. He's like, oh, well, whatever. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> okay. You know, my, my, my parents were very accepting. They, whatever. <laughs> yeah. My mom has seen me dress up a couple of times and she just laughs about it like, yeah, you look cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, also, like I was going to ask, how your how was your upbringing? If, if you are like this, that must mean your upbringing was accepting or even just apathetic because they're like, yeah, whatever, fellas, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, uh, I was actually born and raised in Mexico. Uh, where over there being gay is, you know, front upon kind of thing. And so you, that's things that you don't talk about, you know. I was I was one of them kids that will make fun of gay people, honestly. Like, you, you're all just joking about around and it's like, whoa, you know. But at home, my parents always told me, hey, you got to love everybody regardless. And I was like man, that makes sense. Maybe I should love everybody, you know? So I remember going to high school and I, I, that's when I kind of stopped joining those little groups of people that, ha, 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 look at such and such, you know? It's like, whatever. Come on, guys, grow up. <laughs> grow up a little bit. So, but mm-hmm. no, I, with, you just kind of got to love everybody. You know, everybody's different and it's okay to be different. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, I have two cousins from all of them from my mom's side of the family, two different aunts, and they came out as gay just two, three years ago. And hey, I love you guys, whatever, you know, cool. So yeah, you just gotta love everybody. That's the main thing, that's the main commandment, I believe, you gotta love everybody. Because if you don't love everybody, that's when problems begin to happen. So, but no, I was raised to just accept everybody how they are. 
yes i mean that's all you can do <laughs> is you you know you may not like something about a person and although it it depends though cuz what if there's hateful things uh bella how do you deal with people who are hateful cuz you're supposed to love them right you're supposed to love these people god says love them but what if they're you know how do you i guess you can't change their minds but how do you deal with that person who like hates that you're a cross dresser bella they hate that you're gay you're lesbian how, how do you deal with that person you still got to love the person i know it sounds weird but you still got to love the person love the person just don't love their sin you still got to love them it's mm. you hate me for what i do okay go have anger i don't care i'm still going to be happy with what i do don't give in the power because when you when somebody hates what you do and you be like oh man i can't believe such and such doesn't like me you are giving them the power over your life so don't give it the power over it just live your life however you feel like living it and don't give them the power because when 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 their actions don't affect your life you know they don't have any power over you so you still got to yeah. love the person Like I say just don't love what they do that's simple <laughs> yeah oh bella it's hard though it's quite hard <laughs> oh it is this yes, is uh i know um well, i mean i love you bella i can't even tell you how much i love the fact that you are a pastor that you are a crossdresser that you are opening up about everything like this is fantastic <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it seems like did you have struggles bella i mean geez it seems like your life has been perfect <laughs> what is there any I problems have, in your life i have a struggles like i say with uh just the fact that i can't be i don't feel like i can be fully authentic until my wife goes you know is okay with it out of respect for uh her person is the reason why i cannot be fully authentic yet mm. but we're working on it we are working on it i mean we're going from i can't believe you're doing this i don't want to not see none of this blah 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 to hey let's go to Victoria's secret today oh look you want this he's like yeah you know i want that <laughs> so to where we got to specify who's the stuff is for like i'm buying this for you and i have to be like like for me for me or for me to enjoy it on you kind of thing. <laughs> so i mean it's little steps little steps but we get in there we're working on it yes yes and what is your style like bella what do you like to wear what is your what does bella what's her what's her style <laughs> I don't know. I'm thrifty. <laughs> I'm thrifty. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I don't know. I can be a little bit holy. <laughs> I, I like I like high heels, very high. I like uh, short skirts, very short. I mean, I I can go out. I can be like a mid twenties in the club kind of girl. So. But I like anything. I, I mean, I don't know. I I love sporty stuff too. Like I said, I, I wear leggings every day at home. I like to be comfortable. But if I'm, and I like nice, fancy-looking dresses, like prom kind of dresses. 
So I've had all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And did you, maybe this is like, you know, whatever question, but how do you feel about passing or do you feel you pass and do you think it's important? Uh, if you're out in public, I think it will be nice to pass. Uh, I don't think it's important because once you're out in public, who cares? If you're not out in public, I mean, if you're not out, if you're not open to a lot of people, then yeah, you want to pass because you want you don't want to be found out. You don't want people to click you. But if you're out in the mm-hmm. open already to everybody, just be yourself. You don't have to pass to enjoy your life. You know, mm-hmm. but to me, since I'm not out in the open, yes, I like to pass because I don't want people to find out kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but if, if you don't think open, anyone cares, though, then why do you need to pass? <laughs> I, I need to pass. Like I said, a lot of the things that I do is to make sure that I protect my wife. I don't want to, I don't want to push my boundaries. So no, in a way I don't care. Like I say, cause I go to the store and I buy, I buy dresses, whatever I feel like. And I mean, I, I even go to the dressing room and try them on. I don't care. Even if I'm in guy mode, who cares? You know, I'm always in guy mode kind of thing. Mm. So, but I, I mean, no, I don't care about passing and I don't care about what people think. I just like say, gotta be careful around my wife kind of thing. Just gotta make sure that she's still comfortable and don't feel like she's getting pushed into doing more than what she's okay with. Just out of respect for her. That's, that's the main thing. But mm. I mean, if, you, if you're out in the open and your wife is okay, would you be out in the open? And I don't, I don't think you need to pass. Who cares? Be you. Be yourself. Yeah, yeah. And do you have support out there other than your wife for like crossdressing? Do you have like other crossdressers or trans people you can talk to, Bella? Or is it just like mostly the people on our Discord? It's the people on your Discord for now. For now. Um, nobody really knows around my circle uh, besides my wife and one of her friends. And he found out by accident. Um, I was Ooh, what out. Happened? Oh. I was out of town one time. I was. I do a lot of work down in Nashville, and uh, I was out of town. And my wife likes to go work out. And you know, whenever I'm in town, we like to go to the Y and work out. And we have friends that go over there too. And uh, one day they were walking around. And one of her friends, you know, they always will hang out and talk and whatever while walking. And he noticed that my wife wasn't uh, wasn't doing too good. And this is after we had like a little argument about it. This is about three, four mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she, she said something about, you know, what's going on kind of thing. And uh, she's like, nothing. And uh, well, this is the version that I got from her. <laughs> So I'm going to believe that she told me what happened, you know, and I was like, she said nothing. And he's like, are you sad because Juan is not here? And she's like, yeah, it's just getting kind of hard, you know. And then she started asking more questions, kind of like just, uh, you know, authentically trying to figure out what's going on. And he, uh, she said something about, 
well, it's just kind of hard for him not being here, and I don't know how it things that he likes to do or something like that. So the friend is like, well, what do you mean, you know? And and the friend, he's he's very open-minded. I, I have to put that out there. He's very open-minded. So he was like, what do you mean? He just gets crazy in bed or something like that? And she's like, no, no not, not like that or something like that. And I don't know. I don't know where he, she said that he just gets. He's like, because he likes to cross grass. And she, I guess she just got quiet. And he's like, oh, you don't got to be shy about that. You know, that's what he told her. Don't, you don't got to be shy about it. You know, just people do does that kind of thing. And then I guess he told her that he had a friend that cross-dressed too. And he's like, one day I went to his apartment and he wasn't all dressed up. So I just sit there and hang out with him. Who cares, you know? <laughs> so he doesn't know that I know that he knows. Because he just never really spoke <laughs> We just never spoke about it. I mean, we went and worked out together after that, you know, for a long time. We would always hang out twice a week and just work out and do guy things, you know. And he never brought it up, and I never did either. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> but he's the only person that knows about it. Uh, he did suggest my wife, you know. She's like, well, if she wants to be more out in the open, you know, you guys just might have to move somewhere more accepting, you know, because in the Midwest, it's just people fronts upon it. Mm-hmm. And so, which is kind of weird because I actually, my workplace, where I work most of the time is actually considered the gay cap, the gay capital of the U.S. Oh, where is that? It's I a, have to know. Where is that? It's in, it's a town called, uh, well, maybe I shouldn't tell you. <laughs> it's fine. Nobody listens to this. It's fine. It's, it's a little town called Galena, Illinois. Oh, a little town in Illinois. Okay. Yeah, it's a little town in Illinois, and they have more gay per capita in the whole USA. Most of the people here are gay. Nice, okay. nice. Is that why you chose to live there, Bella? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I actually don't live here. I just work here. Oh, okay, okay. So no, I just this is where I do most of my work. They they have a lot of money, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's so, good. So that, that's where I come here for the pay. I mean that's fine. Are you are you nervous about people finding out where you are or who you are, Bella? Are you still nervous? Uh, a little bit, but I mean, like I say, I'm nervous for my wife. Um, uh, yeah. I just don't want to put her on a bad position. You know, I don't want her to feel like she got pushed into being out in the open with me. That's that's the main thing. Yeah, but I always what I always like make the like analogy. Well, like if she <laughs> didn't want to be with you, she could have left you, or no matter, right? Like, it, if if she didn't love you as you are, and you've helped her express who she is, it's like you know it's a compromise, and it's like marriage. <laughs> you just have to make it work if you want to. Like she could leave, she could go, and if she's still with you, then there's something you're doing right, right? So if someone found out and learned about you and someone did and it turned out okay imagine what more people who found out and they would be okay with right like there's always this stigma that comes with being a husband being a wife or a girlfriend or significant other of a crossdresser but like i'd ask you what do you think it would take for your wife to be okay with it i don't know yet um like i say something that we're still working on um, I did tell her that I want to 
hurricane, that's what I call it. And a hurricane is basically me going away for a couple of days and just being Bella. And I told her, I said, you're welcome to come or you can stay home. But Bella's going on a hurricane. So we're still trying to figure out about that. Um, because, you know, with four kids, we got to get grandma to babysit and things like that. So she said, well, let's just uh, let me think about it when it will work best. So she didn't say no. She just said, let me think about it when it will work best. Uh, and basically, the only reason she will be okay with it is because it will be away from our main circle. So we can go, I think that's the easiest way for me to get her to explore this side of me. And then um, that should make it easier for her to understand that, hey, it's just me. You know, because at first, at first she was, uh, she was very apprehensive, even just looking at me on, on a dress or something like that. And now it's like, whenever she knows that I give really good massages when I'm dressed up, that's my specialty. So she'll be like, hey, you want to go put a dress on? I need a massage. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> the contingency, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm, I'm always game for it. You know, she knows Bella gives really good massages. So she'll, she'll be like, man, I'll, I've been missing Bella lately. I'm like, okay. You know, that usually leads to other things, and I'm, I'm not going to complain. I mean, I'm a guy after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of it, right, though? But it seems like you're not willing to be, you know, because sometimes it takes the first step or the, the, the pioneer person in your friend group or in the, the, your city or your town. Apparently, it's a gay town near you, so that's good. But you don't want to be the first person because you don't know what the what the ramifications are of coming out, right? I think that's what we're getting at, Bella, that you don't want to be that person. Uh, yes and no. Uh, like I said, um, I honestly don't care about my ramifications on me because I know I know what I do for work and I know I'm good at it. So I, I'm, I don't have any concerns about that. And as, as of right now, like I say, I don't know where, where I stand as far as the church, so that's not even a concern anymore either. But uh, it's just making sure that she's comfortable. That's, I, I can care less if people know I cross-dress, you know. I, I honestly can care less. You don't like me? Move on. You like me? Hey, you get to meet her sometime, you know. But it's just more for her, making sure that she's comfortable. She, I don't want her to be put in an awkward position. Because she tells me, and she hasn't lately, but I know in the beginning she used to tell me, you know, I just, whenever you dress up, it makes me feel like you don't think I'm good enough for you. So I had to explain to her, hey, this has nothing to do with you being good enough for me or not. This is just something that needs to come out once in a while. This is just who I am. You know, it's not yeah. something that you just pack away and put in the closet and never see it again. She's here to stay. And right. the reason I came up with that is because uh, back in 2018, it, up until 2018, it was something that we just never discussed, really. It was, I keep my stuff in a little box and 
we don't, maybe 2017, and we don't discuss it. I get to run away, go upstairs, and try something on real quick, and you know, come back downstairs like nothing ever happened, and we just never discuss it. But it got to be, it got to be very difficult, um, to the point where I was actually contemplating suicide, because I felt like I couldn't be authentic to myself. Hmm. Uh, I I keep having these thoughts because I will drive I drive to work one hour and I keep having these thoughts of how can I make it look like an accident, you know, on the way home every day. Like I need to make it look like it was an accident. I need to make it look like it was an accident and this and that. And finally, one day I was like, you know what? I can't keep thinking like this. You know, this is unhealthy for me. And I was like, why will I leave my kids without their father? You know, and um, I called I called the suicide line because I was really, really ready to kill myself. And I called the suicide line and I explained to the girl what was going on. And she was like, well, you know, why don't you just talk to your wife and explain what's going on with you? You know, you're making assumptions and you just assume she's going to leave you, this and that, and she's like, just talk to her, and if she doesn't like it, and she wants to leave, then you know what, there's more freedom for you to do what you feel like you need to do, and there's things will fall in place. And she gave me her personal number, she's like, this is my number, you call me whenever you need to. So I called her a couple times, and I was like, I haven't talked to her yet, you know, and she's like, well, you need to talk to her, blah, 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 and then uh, one time she called me back and she was like, have you talked to your wife? I said, no. She's like, you know, tomorrow could be too late. And I was like, wow. I didn't think about it that way. So wow. I went and I told the wife, I was like, listen, I know you know about this. This is what I do. I can't keep hiding it anymore. I need to have more freedoms. I need you to be part of it. And uh, this is when I was traveling back and forth to Tennessee. So uh, I said, I'm going to Tennessee and I'm going to take some stuff with me. And I'm going to, I'm going to try some stuff. And when I come back, you know, you can make up your mind, think about it, what you want to do. So I left, I went to Tennessee and actually when I left Tennessee back home, I dressed up fully. And I drove that 10 hour drive home, fully dressed. I stopped at a few stores, just fine. Got to experience Bella for the first time. And I, I found out it was great. People didn't bat an eye at it. You know, I went to Victoria's Secret in close to work town. And I went and picked up stuff and I went into the dressing room and tried them on and nobody bat an eye. I came home. And I show her pictures. I had to, of course, clean up, you know, before I walk into the house kind of thing. So I went into a public bathroom and cleaned up and went back into guy mode. And I show her pictures and she got a little bit upset about it. And she was like, well, I can't believe you just did this out in public. I'm like, this is who I am and I need to start working on this. And she said, well, 
I can give you the freedom. This, this is her word. She's like, I can give you the freedom to do it at home as much as you want. And then she stopped herself and she's like, well, I'm not really giving you the freedom. I'm just letting you know that I'm okay with it. To do it as much as you want at home, I'm just not ready for you to do it out in public yet. I'm like, well, uh, it was kind of one of them kind of things where don't tell kind of thing, you know. I was like, okay, well, I'm letting you know that I might do it again. I just won't tell you. She's like, okay. And uh, after that, we started being more open about Bella. And it's just, like I say, we go to the store together. We, I have a big dressing room. I mean, a big uh, dresser that sits in our bedroom and it's full of Bella's clothes. That's all Bella. I have a lot of clothes. <laughs> they, you always do. They, all the pastors do. Yeah, all the cross-dressing pastors do. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, I have a full closet, basically, full of stuff. Probably 20, 30 pairs of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a lot of stuff. So it's just out in the open. My kids walk in our bedroom and they see it. They never question anything. I mean, I think my older son knows because he's like, whoa, why is there a size 12 high heel over here? You know, but he has, yeah. he has never said anything. And like I said, I, I wear leggings at home. I, I wear feminine, feminine stuff, and they don't, they don't bat an eye at it. It's just at home. Mm. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm gonna ask though. At what point? I mean, you, you guys are, you're trying and balancing. And this was three or four years ago when you really decided to go harder with Bella, right? You said 2017, yes. 2018. Um, yeah. the, my, my, my only potential, like, and you probably see it too, is this, like, it's not truly a purge by, like, putting her away, right? Where you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to put Bella over here. I'm just going to put Bella over here. And I'm only going to allow her to be at the home. But there is a part of you that clearly wants to be more, um, not basically less restricted with your ability to be Bella for myself. Like Giselle is always going to come out whenever she wants to come out. Like, Oh, I want to come out today or, you know, cause that's me gender fluid, gender queer, whatever. I like to dress up as Giselle sometimes. But if you told me just like, as if the church says, you can't do this, you're going to be like, well, I'm going to do it. <laughs> right? It, it, it's like, she's setting, not that, you know, you, you two have got talking things out and she'll be ready whenever she's ready. It's just this, um, when there's a restriction placed on the freedom to be a gender or yourself, that's very hard. I think you, is that what, is that what I'm getting at? Bella? Yes. Yes. When there's restrictions, it's always, and not just that, not just that, not just that it's hard, but when somebody tells you you can't do something is when you want to do it even more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what I told her before. I said, listen, if I was out in the open, there might be a month that goes by that I don't want to do anything. It's just because I can't do it that I want to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I guess that kind of makes sense. I'm like, I'm just telling you, hey, we need to kind of move along with this. And it's just in this last year, like I say, it's been more me, not necessarily bugging her about it, but just me being more out front about it. It's like, hey, listen, I need to do this. I need to do this kind of thing. And... Um, I told her we went to a store. It's called uh, Marshalls, and we went in there, and I I grabbed a couple of skirts, and 
I took him straight to the dressing room with her. That was the first time I did that. With her there with me. It's like, I don't care. I'm trying this on. You know, and it's it's close by, you know, where somebody that we know could have seen us. So it's just little things here and there kind of thing. Like, yeah. to yeah. get back to your question, is like, how far can I let it go kind of thing? Like, I honestly don't know because, yeah, Bella is not something that you can just put away. Bella is not going away anymore. Bella is here and Bella is here to stay. Yes, yes. And, you know, I, I don't like ruining relationships or marriages. <laughs> I just, it, it's just when you're not able to be your true authentic self, that comes across in marriages and that comes across as, you know, uh, resentment towards one another. Like, you wouldn't let me be this person. And the other person's like, well, you didn't tell me. And you're just like fighting about it. And it's like, how about you just let that person be that person, <laughs> you know, and, and talk things out and, you know, compromise. I mean, obviously there's going to be issues and, you know, you didn't know a lot of things early, but now you do. And let's, how, let's, how do we react to this? How do we move forward? And a lot of people don't want to move forward. They want to stay where they are or not change or not go with it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's the failure to adapt that makes it marriages or anything way harder than it has to be. Right. She has actually mentioned that. She asked me before, she's like, I just feel bad. I feel like I need to let you go because I don't want you to resent me for not being okay with this out in public. And she has asked me that a couple times before. It's like, are you sure you don't want to just leave me, you know? And I told her, I said, you know, we, we, we're stuck with each other, whether we like it or not. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I yeah. believe in... Once you get married, you know, you're married. You got to deal with the good and the bad. And as far as the compromise part, yes, you know, me right now, I'm compromising with doing it at home. I get to do it as often as I want. I don't have right, to ask right. for permission. I don't have to nothing. I just feel like doing it. Like the other day, the kids were downstairs and I told her, I said, hey, I'm going upstairs to the bedroom to do you know what. And she's like, okay. And I went upstairs and my eight-year-old was like, hey, dad, can you do this? And she was like, no, your dad got to go. He's got some private things to do. Okay. You know, and it's just like, whatever, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's the beauty of a marriage. And you're about to find out, you know, once you get kids involved in your life, you do a lot of things for them and not necessarily for you. So, right. uh she also knows, though, ever since she gave me this more, we, I've been having more freedoms of it, even if it's just in the house. There are significantly more freedoms. She knows that I'm a better and happier person. And she, she has told me that before. She's like, you know, you're a lot better person now than you were before. I'm like, well, can you imagine how good I would be if I was out completely open? Then she's like, don't push your luck, you know. But... Uh, it's, 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 I, I feel that once I bring it out to my niece uh, at the end of the month and just, uh, and once she gets to meet, to see my niece again as herself, you know, she knows I don't want to transition or anything like that. You know, I'm happy being a guy. I, I'm hoping that she understands more, more of this lifestyle in a way. So, Hopefully, within the next couple months, I'll be 
I'll be out taking a nice trip, Bella mode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, and if Father's Day is coming up, happy Father's Day, Bella. <laughs> you have four wonderful hey, boys. thank you. Um, how old are your kids, Bella? My kids are fifth, almost 15, 9, 5, and 10 months. Oh, newborn baby. How cute, how cute. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, you're raising your kids right. Uh, they understand and know who you are. <laughs> we'll learn who you are. And even being Bella doesn't change that. You're still the dad and father to those wonderful boys. So, Oh, yes. Yeah. And um, by the way, by uh, the way, you actually gave me an idea because yeah. when you were doing the wig uh, roundtable, uh-huh, uh-huh. You say something about if you're a Packer fan, which I am a Packer fan, oh, so I'm going to no. have to go to Lambeau Field with a nice wig on. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, we're doing that um, talk. I'll see if you're available on the 19th. We'll see what everyone else's availability. I'm still asking around, so we'll see. Um, especially it's Father's Day, so we'll see. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'll ask a couple more questions and I'll head out. But, um, you know, moving forward, what do you want to do with Bella? What are your plans with her? Like in the five, 10 years from now, what do you want to do with Bella? Moving forward, I would like Bella just to be free to do whatever she wants. That it, that includes going to work as Bella if she feels like it. Um, my kids, if I feel like taking my kids to the park, taking them to the movie as Bella, you know, that, that, would, that would be nice. That would be nice. And honestly, like I say, you just gave me a great idea. Who knows? Maybe start some kind of church service with uh, Bella. You know, people, you know, people are, God does not discriminate. And that's the problem that uh, gay people, lesbians, LGBT, you know, the whole spectrum has a misconception that you cannot be a Christian if you're this or that. And that's not true, mm -hmm. you know? So that will actually will be something nice to look into. Not that I don't have anything to do <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, just, just being more free, more free. I mean, it's just Bella being now, Bella being Bella. You know, that's what, that's why I choose Bella. Uh, and it's called Bella Vida because it's a beautiful life. Yeah, yes. yes, yes, yes. So, you know, it's just, that's just what I, what I look, looking forward to, you know, fighting years, people just know, and that's what I keep telling my wife, you know, the world is opened up a lot more. You don't know in 10 years, this is just going to be normalized. You know, there'll mm -hmm, be mm -hmm. 70, 80 year old men that have been stuck in jeans and pants for the whole life wearing a nice skirt. Yes, yes. I love it. And that's, I love it. That's my that's my job with my kids, making sure that I raise them to accept everybody. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna ask, how do you want to raise your kids in the in a Bella world? <laughs> they gotta be able to accept anybody and everybody. It doesn't matter, you know, the the skin color, their preferences, nothing. It's just needs to be accepted, you know. I believe that's that's the main goal. You know, raise our kids, leave your leave our kids to to create a better world. So that's how yes. I want to raise them. Yes. 
Yas, girl. Yas. Everything, everything. Let me know what uh, church you're going to start. The Church of Bella. I will, uh, I will, go, to, <laughs> I will, I will go to that uh, church every Sunday <laughs> to learn how you're interpreting uh, the Bible and living your Bella life. Uh, seems very exciting. Hey, I can see myself up there with a nice, cute outfit. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. To have a bunch of people going to your sermon and we're all dressed up. <laughs> yes. Please. Uh, hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. You're living your best life. Like the Cross That's Yas right. Church. I don't know. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm super excited. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, we've talked for a bit and, you know, I'll, I'll end now just because it's, I got a lot of editing to do here and other episodes. But I uh, thank you so much, uh, Bella. Uh, you know, um, I always end my interviews uh, in with the question of in a perfect world of cross-dressing sexuality and gender, Bella, what does that look like to you? You know, I knew you were going to ask this question and I didn't think about it. <laughs> and no one ever does. You know, I ask it, but nobody ever answers. Uh, you know, uh, well, let's go back to the anybody, you, me, anybody. Just waking up in the morning and being like, you know what, today I want to be Bella. And getting all dressed up if I have the time. Walking out my door, saying hi to my neighbors as Bella, and hey, Bella, how you doing? You know, going to work, people addressing you by Bella or by your female name or whatever, and just everybody being okay with who you are. You know, weird is the new norm. Does that make any sense? Because mm -hmm. we all are, every single one of us is a unique person. Uniqueness is cool, you know. Every single one of us, none of us are identical to the other. We all have kinks and things in our life that nobody else might have. And it just needs to be accepted. So in a perfect world, it will be just people can live their lives to the fullest and don't have to worry about what my neighbor is going to think or what my father-in-law is going to think or what my pastor is going to think. I feel like wearing a nice hat thing dressed to church on Sunday, guess what? I'm going to wear a hat thing dressed to church on Sunday, and it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's what a perfect world would look like, where you can just be yourself. Yes. Be yes. authentic to yourself. Yes, 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 yes. I'm snapping, girl. I'm snapping for you. I'm so happy you're on the podcast. Ah, <laughs> oh, so wonderful. Um uh, Bella, do you, do you have any, like, uh, are you public on Instagram? Do you want to give any shout-out to your handles or uh, where people uh, can follow you or I, listen to you? Yeah. I'm not at, I'm not at public yet on Instagram, so, uh, but people can come and chat with me on the Discord. Uh, just join join, join your, channel, your channel and you'll see me there. <laughs> Bella yes, yes. But uh, I'm hoping by the end of the year I can be more public about it. Yeah, yes. well, people are probably going to want to talk to you because not only are you a pastor, but you're a cross-dressing pastor who has kids <laughs> and um, is religious and from the Midwest. And I don't know, you have a lot of things that relate to you, girl, like closeted, still kind of coming out there. I don't know. Lots of things. We'll see. We'll see. Yes, we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> be careful what you wish for, girl. You're going to get like a bunch of messages and harassed and be have all these questions. So be prepared. You know, we have at least oh, five I'm... listeners. So. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Looking forward to it. Bring it on, baby. Yes, yes. Well, I'll, send, I'll edit this. I'll send you some questions so you can answer them. And uh, if you have any photos you want to post or whatnot, you can do that. Um, but thank you so much, Bella. You're amazing. You're 
wonderful. You're an amazing father, amazing cross-dresser, just sweet, you know, religious. Ah, oh, I love it. Everything about you, girl. Yes. Well, it, it was an honor to be in your podcast, so thank you. Um, I don't think I mentioned it, but I have been listening to your podcast for like two years. So. You have? Wow. Yeah, you were an inspiration. I, I found you when you were like on episode 40. Oh, so okay. So I binge, I binge listened to all the episodes in like a week. Oh, yay, yes. <laughs> because there's not a lot of resources out there, right? And you're like, oh. Correct, correct. So it's just... Thank you for what you're doing too. You know, it's it's nice and it's because of you I found this community. So Aww. if I wouldn't find the community, you know, I wouldn't be uh, I would still be hiding. So hmm. thank you. Well, I'm here. Um, the podcast is here. The Discord's here. The Patreon's there for people who want to support us. You can support us, Bella. If you don't, it's not forced to, but it is. You know, highly recommended to help us. You know, move forward. But thank you so much, Bella. Oh, thank so you. Much. Oh. <laughs> means so much girl i'm here you for you anyone else listening if you need anything bella just message me i'm i'm quick to respond if i'm not busy and you're not busy i'm here girl and we'll have you on the podcast again for if not a round table maybe update us maybe a year from now if you're still listening um if you're still not super popular enough that your church isn't big your cross-dressing church <laughs> sermons <laughs> aren't keeping you busy we'd love to have you back on the podcast to find out how what you've been up to yeah Okay, I would love to. Uh, there's a lot of stories that I didn't count yet. <laughs> oh, girl, you know, we are so, we can't wait. Well, this one will get a lot of traction. I already know. But, girl, thank you so much. We'll have you on again. I love you, girl. Love you. Thank you. Uh, so much. Thank you love you, too. Uh, Bye. All right. Have a good, uh, have a good day. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. Love you, girl. You, Bye. too. <laughs> Bye. And finally, the miscellany. Yes! And that was my curious conversation with Bella and wow, it was a fun one. I mean, Bella, a cross-dressing pastor, I mean, fucking blew my mind. Like she said, she's probably not the only cross-dressing pastor out there, but she's the only one that I know of who, I don't know, was able to come forward to tell her story. And really, what an incredible one at that. She's got four lovely sons who probably know about Bella and, I don't know, they seem totally okay with it. Bella has helped her wife kind of understand who Bella is and, well, they're working on stuff that, I don't know, they still need to work on. And uh, I don't know, Bella, I think, is frankly a badass for doing what she loves and is still preaching the word. Maybe not in church, because uh, that church is uh, kind of wrong for doing that whole Biden thing. But I don't know, Bella's living her life authentically. Look, also, we're not a religious podcast here at the Cross Yas podcast, even though I'd classify myself as Catholic for, I don't know, all intents and purposes. But I'm not here to preach or force feed you ideas about the Catholic Church. I mean, I hate it too, but I mean, that obviously has nothing to do with this podcast, which is why I kind of love Bella's story in that even with her religion, she's understanding and she's not necessarily preaching to me about what I should believe in, but rather her religious beliefs may differ than mine, but she still loves her neighbor regardless of fault, religion, or whatever. And, you know, by still loving your neighbor through, as she said, with whatever sin they may have, I mean, that should be the biggest takeaway from all this. Yes, Bella may be a cross-dresser and have different beliefs than you, but she's still going to love you and want you to be the best version of yourself. And I don't know, I, I love to embody that. Like, not necessarily the religious pastor side, but more the, hey, you should be you and love you and want to express yourself. Like, truly just be yourself and you know what? You're going to be loved for that. Obviously, don't be an asshole, but if you're kind, loving, and not hurting anyone, keep being that person. But that's all. Damn, I told you I talk way too much, but that's it for the month of June. 
I'll be back next month with some good episodes and bonus stuff in store. It's the summer, so we're excited. Hope you're excited. Hope you enjoy all the cool stuff that we have. But remember that nobody cares. (laughs) Not about me, but about anything, really. About how you dress and stuff. So do whatever you want and wear whatever you want within reason. And and I'm here to help you succeed, so let me know what you need. And know that I love you. Uh, I know it sucks, but yeah, I still love you. But but like Bella said, I'm going to love you anyways, so that's what's up. And I know I talk about this all the time, but tell other people about this podcast because I want to show them love too. If you think you don't belong anywhere, well, you do. You belong here at the Cross Yas podcast because, well, you matter to me and you matter to someone. And I want to show you how much you matter. Talk with us on the Cross Yas podcast discord. I don't know. I, I, just, just talk to someone and we're, we're here for you. So yeah, that's it. I talked too much. I told you. Uh-huh. But until next time, as always, keep it fresh. Stay blessed. And remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.